broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Midtown Business Radio. Hey, what's up, everyone? It is CW, your host here on the Midtown Business Radio Show. Thanks for making us a part of your day today. Pleased to have the Cobb County Chamber of Commerce folks with us in the studio. Amy Selby. Yes. Hi. With me here. Mm-hmm. And we'll be talking to a couple of cool business leaders from the Cobb County area, learning a little bit about uh, Puckett, the, uh, the the EMC service, and the EMS service that that you'll see their their vehicles riding around Cobb County uh, have been since 1984, from what I understand. So we'll be learning a little bit more about Puckett, how they got started, and uh, one of the campaigns that they're putting some focus into to try to raise awareness around automated uh, electronic defibrillators. So I'm looking forward to talking about that. And then, of course, we have Maggie Gingernalik from KSU going to talk a little bit about the uh, sports and entertainment park that they have there at KSU for obviously their sporting events, but a host of other opportunities for people to participate and entertainment of different types there. So I'm appreciating you all being here with us in the studio today. Thank you. Absolutely. Talk a little bit about what's coming up with the chamber, Amy. I know that you guys have a full slate of events going on. That we do. Um, one of our biggest events of the year is called our Business Expo with Summer Jam. And we consistently hear amazing feedback from our members about this event. It's happening May 4th from 3 to 6 at the Cobb Galleria Center. And it's our big networking expo. We'll have um, over 160 businesses in booths throughout the expo hall. We expect at least 1,000 folks to come through during that three-hour period And people love it because they get to meet lots of new contacts. They get to introduce their business, their products, their services to all those new folks. Everyone leads with a ton of leads to follow up on that can keep you busy for months. Mm -hmm. It sounds like a really nice opportunity. mm -hmm. If I'm not traveling, I know I'm going to be there interviewing some of the uh, sponsors and and, uh, attendees to to be able to feature some of those folks that are taking part. That's great. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so that's coming up in May. We have some booth space available, and I can have you talk with Mary Beth Moore. She is managing the event for us, and you can find out more at um, cobchamber.org. So that one is a great one to follow up on. And then something everyone really loves is our um, Business After Hours. It's a social event, so you get to meet fellow chamber members and have a drink on us. And we're having it at a cool spot in Smyrna called the Creepwood Tavern and Rooftop, and it's Smyrna's first rooftop um, restaurant. Yeah. So they have good food. It's in the Belmont development on Windy Hill and Atlanta Road. We're going to be there at starting at 5, 530. So it's it's great. And if you pre-register, it's free. So and you get drink tickets. So I'd say come join us. We have a really good first Monday breakfast coming up on April 10th, and our keynote is Steve Cannon. He's the CEO of the AMB Group, and they're the big umbrella organization for Atlanta United, the Falcon Stadium Company, PGA Superstore, and Mountain Sky Guest Ranch. So he's going to give us all the inside scoop related to the success of Atlanta United and the rest of their company. A lot of people were out at the last one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Let's see. So it was March and we had Mike Plant with the Braves. Yep, that's right. So the, the other thing going on in the next couple of weeks would be the Braves home opener on April 14th. And that's 
not a chamber event, but um, we're right in the heart of Cumberland where SunTrust, SunTrust Park is, and there's just it's a bustling area right now. Every, wait, wait, every wait a minute. Are you saying the Braves are moving to Cub? <laughs> they are. <laughs> That's yes. some news, Let right? me catch no. you up. Yeah, really. <laughs> From I didn't know that was happening. Yeah, I know. There's been no news about that. <laughs> None. <laughs> None. But you know what? Our big year is finally here. Yeah. It's 2017. First pitch is happening April 14th. Then we, But before that, we even have the Expo game on March 31st. Yeah, they were talking about that today. It was Mm -hmm. the Yankees. Yankees. Mm -hmm. So um, I know, I don't know if y'all noticed in your Facebook feeds this weekend, there was an open house for like the A-list guests and Mm -hmm. season pass holders. It seemed like all of my Facebook friends were at the park and um, it's just cool to see it all come together. You know, I was listening uh, on another radio station as well this weekend, Mm -hmm. hearing how They've really got the traffic plan going fairly well. Yes. Uh, they're going to have most of the construction on the roads done by then. You know, yes. you'll, you'll be missing some flowers, but I think everything else looks like it's going to mm-hmm. be ready and in time. So that's exciting. And that's right next to the Cobb Chamber. It is right next to the Cobb mm-hmm. Chamber. And one of the things that we're about to launch in the coming weeks is called CobbGameDay.com. And it's a website um, really trying to reach an audience of folks who are working or living in Cumberland. And you may be going to the game or you may not be. And how we're trying to help you navigate the area on game days and also days when there's a convention, when there's um, the Atlanta Ballet performing at the Cobb Energy Performing Arts Center. And um, I got to tell you, the Braves have been an amazing partner. They've got some technology they're using um, to help um, fans get to their parking spot. Oh, I love their app. The I app know. that you can purchase your ticket, parking, and you're there. Mm-hmm. I love their exit plan. I mean, yeah. it looks like it's flowing great. I would say buy your tickets early and then buy your parking in advance. That way, you know right where you're going. You can plug in the address to the Waze app and get you right there. Take Uber. We've got lots of public transit options, too. So a lot of smart folks have been working on this plan. And the chamber is playing a role with the Sandy Springs Perimeter Chamber, too, to pull it off for them. So. Very cool. Yeah. We're excited that there are new neighbors up yep. at Kennesaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're excited to um, hopefully partner and do some stuff with our students as well with them down there. So it's just really exciting to have them right down the street from us. Wonderful. And if you want to go to that first Monday event, I know that the one with uh, last month was, it looked like it was it's quite, <laughs> I don't think there was any seats available. Mm-hmm. So you need to register ahead of that. And I know That's that true. The, it closes, I think, a week ahead. Or a few yeah, days before. It, it Usually the Wednesday before mm-hmm. the Monday event. So mm-hmm. make sure you get registered for that. There was tons and tons of people there. And, and uh, I look forward to being at that one as well. Sounds like it's going to be a, a great discussion. Yes. And for today's guests, I'm, I'm happy to have these folks with us in the studio today. Um, Maggie, let's get into what's going on at KSU Sports and the Entertainment Park. Maggie is the sales and marketing manager there for KSU Sports and Entertainment Park. So introduce us to yourself. How did you how did you get onto this path? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. First off, um, I've been at Kennesaw State Sports and Entertainment Park for three years starting my fourth. Um, We were built in 2010 to fill some needs for our club and intramural sports. Um, And originally, the Fifth Third Bank Stadium was built for our professional soccer team, uh, the Atlanta Beat. And then when when the league folded in 2012 is when they developed our department um, and brought on our general manager, Marty Elliott, to really think in an entrepreneurial way so that we can bring more folks into Kennesaw State. 
not just use our facilities for, obviously, we have to meet the needs of our university and our students first by, um, you know, making sure club and intramural have field time, but also our D1 sports as well. Um, But really to fly the flag even further, um, what else can we do? What else can we utilize um, these 88 acres for? And uh, we've done, you know, concerts and festivals, and you may see a whole bunch of fields, but we see a blank slate to bring a lot of promoters' dreams to life. So um, that's a little bit about us. We have 88 acres out there, uh, three natural fields, six synthetic fields, a mile walking trail, and then, of course, the crown jewel a 9,400-seat outdoor facility with Fifth Bank Stadium. And you're saying, in addition to being able to obviously provide access to sporting fields for intramural sports, the, the community is able to participate in some, some form or fashion. Obviously, I know you host entertainment of different kinds, but can outside entities actually engage with the with the facility and be able to participate if they need access to fields like that? Absolutely. Um, Our mile walking trail is open daily, uh, sunrise to sunset, um, and actually connects to Noonday Creek Trail as well. So if you're bike riding or just need an extra run or walk, um, we connect to that. But the trail is open to everyone every day. Um, And then the fields, uh, there are some open rec times as well um, that just kind of vary depending on what um, our first needs are with our club and intramural sports first. And of course, uh, football, soccer, lacrosse, and our track and field team. I've been waiting for you to get to the football. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, everybody wants to talk about about football. Um, What a great first two years that we had. Uh, Last year, we went eight and three and just barely missed out on a conference title. That's awesome. And um, a trip to the playoffs. Good Lord. I mean. Can't ask for more than that that quickly. No, Brian Bohannon is doing a fantastic job with really starting uh, the program up in athletics. Uh, us being there to make sure that the facilities are beautiful. Um, athletics can focus on building those championship teams. I'm sure that helps sell some tickets to uh, fill up the stadium. Yes. Um, they. I think they sold out every game except for one in the two years that we have been in season. So we've gotten a lot of support from Cobb County and all those alumni from Kennesaw State that we have here. So it's a really exciting time over at the Sports and Entertainment Park. I know that the student-run Night Owl Productions is there on the park as well. Can you talk a little bit about what that's all about? It sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's a really cool opportunity for our students. Um, they are the heart and soul of the sports and entertainment park. There's 10 of us full-time folks and about 300 students at Kennesaw State University that get real-world hands-on experience in the sports and entertainment venue management. Um, so they do everything. From sell the ticket to greet the guests to making sure the facility is set and ready to rock and roll to hospitality to our tech operations. Um, So it's really giving our students a leg up uh, on everybody else before they go out into that world. We're giving them that night owl stamp of approval that they're venue experts. Um, So what we like to say is that we're taking um, student employment and turning it into student engagement. So really getting them, you know, that this is like, uh, you know, first an entry level job. Um, so my box office lead is essentially an assistant box office manager in a regular venue. Um, and then my marketing man, uh, marketing lead is an assistant marketing manager. So it's really giving them a unique opportunity while they're still in school and a little bit of a safe haven, um, before they go out into the real world. So they know what to expect. When it comes to, because I know that your, your focus is sales and marketing for, 
the KSU Sports and Entertainment Park. Is there a is there a particular enterprise or business person or individual that you're trying to reach out to through your efforts? Is there a kind of a demographic that you're aiming to engage with? Uh, we're really focused on making sure that the folks above 285 and in between the 75-85 corridor know that they don't have to go back into Atlanta to enjoy a night of fun or a night out with their family. Uh, we're really focusing on making sure that everybody in that particular area knows that they can come to the sports and entertainment park, whether it be for soccer or lacrosse or international rugby or a concert or a festival, that we have all these different um, entertainment options for you to come and enjoy. So I think our biggest thing is just making sure that our local folks know that we're here and that we're here to provide um, an inexpensive night out. If I'm if I'm a business that that you would be looking to engage with, why should I participate as maybe a sponsor or somebody that's going to support the events that are going on there at the KSU Sports and Entertainment Park? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think a lot of folks um, are shocked. We bring over 200,000 patrons or fans, community members into the park every single year. And most of our events that we have are televised, not only locally, but to take international rugby, for example, internationally. You know, we're broadcast throughout the world where those logos are being exposed to demographics that maybe they may not get with other folks. So not only that, but Kennesaw State is the third largest university in the state of Georgia. We're rising. I mean, we can't even keep up with ourselves with how quickly we're growing. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, um, I think for a business, the perks of partnering with us is being able to have that different exposure because of the variety of the events that we're bringing in, but also that grand reach that we get um, with our events that maybe not a lot of people know about. I know that the KSU in general is a big participant and supporter of the Cobb County Chamber. Can you talk a little bit about how you've become involved with the the chamber and how it kind of weaves its way into the work you're doing? Yeah, I think for me, um, I utilize the Cobb Chamber events to get to know folks in our community and create those relationships because you never know what kind of event we're going to bring in and you never know where it might fit well with someone else's business plan or Um, something along those lines. So for me, networking is the biggest part of that. Um, Also, we've lended to Cobb Chamber to be a place to host. We've hosted some business after hours. And actually this Thursday, we are hosting a a membership Mm -hmm. campaign Mm -hmm. um, celebration. So the campaign that they've been running, give them a cool space to kind of let their hair down and celebrate all the hard work that they've been doing. So uh, not only do we want to make those connections in the community, but we want to be utilized by Cobb Chamber as a fun place for them to interact and entertain uh, the other folks that are a part of the chamber. Not to mention, you know, Cobb Travel and Tourism has yep. been a big part of, of who we are helping us make those connections with those folks, make sure we're getting the heads in beds and economic um, impact and everything like that. And then, of course, Cobb Sports Council is a huge component to us to make sure that we can do those tournaments that with the local youth organizations and uh, rugby and the ACC championships that we hosted last year. So um, Cobb Chamber and the arms that come out for them have been a huge um, huge partner for us. So we're very, very grateful for that. Talking with Maggie Gendernalik from KSU Sports and Entertainment Park, you were talking about the fact that a couple hundred thousand people a year attend events there at the entertainment park. I would imagine that when it comes to, you, you mentioned economic impact, I would imagine that's somewhat significant for that community as a, as a whole. 
Absolutely. Um, for the 15 and 16 year, we did about $16.9 million in economic impact. Now, Maggie, y'all got an award didn't you, for that? I mean, <laughs> We uh, did. Um, our homegrown baby, um, Halloween Hot Air Balloon Festival, we just wrapped up our fourth year of it, won the spot on award for mm-hmm. best event in Cobb County this past year, which is wow. so humbling for us because yeah. um, our general manager, Marty Elliott, literally thought of that. It's her brainchild, Um, the celebration of Halloween. It's always the week before Halloween. We encourage our guests to come dressed up in those costumes. Mm -hmm. They get to get up on a stage and strut their stuff and show it off and um, really be the spectacle of the event. Not to mention we have 25 hot air balloons that are your backdrop behind you. So um, in that event alone, last year we did $6 million of economic impact in two days. Wow. Um, and in the four years that we've had it, we've done over $20 million. So um, we're, we're definitely trying to help out our fellow business partners and, and our neighbors so that they can reap some benefits from all the crazy events that we mm-hmm. do as well. <laughs> Are there some cool events coming up that might be worth throwing out there? Yeah, we're super excited. We're about to start our second season with our professional lacrosse team, the Atlanta Blaze. They kick off April 22nd. We have seven home games. And all of our games this year are at 7 p.m. So hopefully it won't be as hot as it gets here in Georgia in the summer. And then uh, USA Rugby will come back, their national team. We will play the country of Georgia Mm. June 17th. Um, Still waiting for times on that, but we're super excited to have them back. Hopefully sell out crowd for for that international rugby event. It was big deal, big deal for them to come back for that second time. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, we'll start back in the fall with with uh, the Owls coming back for football, season Go three. Who <laughs> <laughs> do? Who do? I think KSU has been doing a great job of getting their brand out there uh, and the the way they've gone about displaying the brand in the community is, is I, I think it's made it very visible combining with um, the engineering school there um, at Southern Polytechnic um, was a nice was a nice combination I think that fits right in I, I love the bridge I, mm-hmm. uh, the, that that's right Skip up there stand. yeah the, it's great it's beautiful <laughs> I, I was driving through the other night uh, after dark and I'm like man that is really really cool yep and I'm pretty sure it the won design. an award. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, it's won an award, but the design also came from a KSU student. Yeah. So. Oh wow, mm-hmm. that's really awesome. Yeah. I would be quite proud of that if I were that student. Yes, <laughs> I would <laughs> too. I think it's like the well, it's definitely the only lit bridge in Cobb County. I'll go ahead and say I think it's better than our mascot that we had for the '96 Olympics. So <laughs> right. It, it definitely beats that one. <laughs> Is he or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do Definitely. we have any anything else that we need to throw out there that folks need to get on the calendar or maybe check out either on the website or whatever the case may be? Well, we, we're right in the middle of a KSU lacrosse season as well, which is free um, to the public. So if you just want to come out and check out the facility, those girls are hot right now. They're on their fifth winning streak. Um, wow. Yeah. So they are blazing through, making a name for themselves in the lacrosse community. So um, make your way out and, and, and see them play. But... Um, we're really looking forward to the summer and seeing the Blaze play for the second time. And don't forget to come play with us. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like lacrosse is really starting to take off. I'm wondering if that doesn't have to, something to do with all the greater focus on concussions. I know it's kind of still a contact sport and can be rough, but uh, it seems like it's really kind of growing in popularity. Absolutely. I believe that lacrosse is the fastest growing sport in the Southeast. 
And for the as, last 20 years. For the last 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> but as the MLL commissioner uh, said, we have one of the finest facilities for lacrosse. Um, our, our field has actually won field of the year back-to-back years. Um, so we have a fast playing surface. It provides a, a wonderful facility um, for our professional players, but our university players as well. And whatever other lacrosse event that we might have coming through as well. But we intentionally went after to put that professional lacrosse team in the facility. We knew that we had a sport that was a little unique, um, but also fit perfectly into our schedule so that we were able to still meet the needs of our university and our students first. You know, in that summertime, it it provides that we don't have a lot going on. So it, it provided us a way to open up the doors and get the community in there. So we intentionally went after that that lacrosse team, but it's very exciting to watch it go, you know, rise and all the tournaments that we incorporate with those professional lacrosse games as well. So it's pretty exciting. Well, I'm, I'm pleased to have had you in the studio. I've had the opportunity to host a number of your colleagues from KSU over the last couple of years. And I'm, I'm sure we'll find other excuses to have you and your your colleagues back again. Absolutely. Thank you. And and Jim McMitchin, he is the Director of Corporate Communications and Marketing for Puckett EMS, and they were opened in 1984. And as I've said, so you've seen their trucks uh, driving around Cobb County and beyond uh, for a long, long time. I'm interested in learning a little bit about the program that you all are trying to raise awareness for around automated uh, electronic defibrillators. Yes, yeah, it's called, we call it shockingly simple. <laughs> uh, try to play a little pun there. Steve Puckett founded the company in 84. He actually worked for a funeral home at the time. And this kind of goes back to the time where a hearse came to pick you up, whether whether you were still living or dead, they transported you one way or the other kind of thing. And it kind of developed from there to be an ambulance service. And so we started in Powder Springs and found his niche and really has grown it since then. I mean, now you're talking Steve Puckett ran with a partner and his wife was dispatch. And, uh, <laughs> oh, wow. N- Small and business. That's a cool yeah, story. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, his partner would have to bunk at their house uh, for about four or five hours when he got some time to rest. And then when they get up and start running another 24-hour shift again. And uh, so now we're up to over 350 employees. We have over 70 ambulances and support vehicles out there. We're in Georgia and in Tennessee now. We're experiencing a lot of growth, to be honest with you, more than we anticipated in the uh, in the market as well. So we do not only ambulance transport, but we also do non-emergency transport, um, and then we do a lot of community training and development as well. So uh, sometimes that revolves around teaching people how to do CPR and AED uh, defibrillation, but it uh, also keeps people in businesses um, aware of what the dangers are and how to run those um, smaller and smaller every year. And so that's some of it. And this shockingly simple program came out of that. I don't know that it's well known that Georgia is one of the lowest, excuse me, states uh, on survivability of heart attacks uh, in Mm -hmm. the United States. Uh, You look at Washington, if you have a heart attack there, you've got about a 62% chance of survival. Unfortunately, Georgia... In 2015, you had about a 16% survival. Wow. Um, and a lot of that goes back to what does the community know? How can they get engaged and how simple is it? How much is it? Uh, I know that over time we've talked on the Top Docs radio show, for example, that follows the Midtown Business Show. 
that when you look at the rural parts of the state, uh, access to physicians is obviously in a, in a critical place. There's, there's a number of counties that don't have a physician there. Um, is it similar, do you think, that having access to services like, like yours to get people where think, they need to be? Yeah, I think that's part of it. But I also think the part of it is so many people are reluctant to give mouth-to-mouth, to be honest with you, um, if somebody they don't know. And so they that has prevented them from being trained to do CPR and prevented them from even learning what the other options are. Statistics shows that if you have an AED present within the first four minutes, you've increased uh, the potential of that survivability by 10 times, just being able to have that on site. And so many people are not aware of that. Uh, even American Heart Association now has gone back to doing uh, what we call hands-only CPR. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's enough oxygen still in your body, so they teach just circulating that. And more people are, are uh, confident about doing that than they are, say, you know, mouth-to-mouth as well. So I think that has part of it. I think awareness is another part of it. I think availability of services, as you mentioned, rural um, here in Cobb County, our average transport time on emergencies somewhere in the neighborhood of seven to 11 minutes uh, to get to a destination hospital. In our rural parts, uh, Walker and Dade and some others, you're looking at 40 minutes to get to that hospital. Wow. So you're looking at some medic in the back having to give CPR for 40 minutes. That's that's a lot. <laughs> Pretty significant. And and when you look at the the concept of the AEDs and having them available. I know there's a lot of folks trying to put them into schools, for example. I mean, uh, I've seen numerous stories in the news of students who were in the middle of uh, sporting events and collapsed in the midst of those and were able to be revived because they had access yeah. to AEDs. Um, where all are you trying to, or is it is it just trying to generate awareness or how, how are you going about so the, the campaign? Yeah, awareness was part of it, but then we thought, gosh, you know, everybody has the knowledge, then what? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've really worked to to donate AEDs and to donate training. Um, and so now we've gotten to the point where we've placed over 60 AEDs in Cobb County. And so what we're trying to do is take that one step further. And an example is that uh, everybody who wants to purchase those, we give them our purchasing power discount. We make nothing of them, but they can get them for half the price. Mm-hmm. So instead of it being $2,100, they can get an AED and an alarm cabinet for 950 bucks. Um, and then we give the free training to go with that. And then we help them make sure their batteries are updated and the pads are good and that kind of thing. So an example would be Powder Springs Police Department. You know, in 2015, we were shocked to find out that none of the police cars, the 30 that they had, had any AEDs in them. We donated all 30 of those to put them in the place. And then we're doing like parks and city buildings and uh, you know, the chamber and other mm-hmm. places like that. One great example is a lot of people go to Dogwood Golf and Country Club to play. Mm-hmm. They do over 30,000 rounds of golf a year, and they didn't have any AEDs. Um, you know, and that's that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And so we've now placed two out there, um, and that's just an example of another business. Loud Security, who's another chamber member, um, we've done all the training for the field team as well as their office, and we've placed two there as well. That's awesome. We're talking with Jim McMitchin. He's the Director of Corporate Communications and Marketing for Puckett EMS, learning a little bit about the campaign that they're going through right now, trying to raise awareness and access to 
automated defibrillators that are really, really simple to use. They're very simple to apply. The, the instructions are graphically easy. Uh, well, to audio too, right? Yeah, I mean, it tells you, you everything it, to do. You open it and it says, place pads here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's only two, right? Yeah, two Front pads. Yeah. Um, you know, I hear this a lot. They say, you've got so many things in the medical community. Why focus on the heart attack? We've got cancers that are just eating people alive. Why is this? And, and here's statistics. If you combine all the cancers that we have and all the deaths that come from those cancers, heart attack still beats that tremendously. So nice. if you combine all the uh, cancers, it's about one in 31 women have the potential of dying from a cancer, but one in three will die from a heart attack. So it's, it's that big of a deal. Just to give you an idea, 750,000, nearly 750,000 Americans have a heart attack Every year. 610,000 die. Yep. And I mean, it's, it's a lot. And, and as I was saying earlier, it's not just older folks that are, that are prone to have events. So young people can too. How, how is our coverage when you look around the, the community? How are we doing in our schools? Do most of them now have AEDs? So Cobb County has done fantastic. Uh, hats off to Chris Ragsdale, superintendent of Cobb County Schools, for having a program for a refresh. So all of our schools have an AED. And then they have a refresh program for that. Uh, part of the statistics you mentioned there is we have over 356,000 students pass away each year uh, with a heart-related illness. And so that's tremendous. Uh, mm-hmm. Most people don't realize that. Yeah. But, you know, example, uh, McEachern High School, Hillgrove, these large campuses, when you have one AED there, that campus is so large that almost becomes unproductive being able to get to it in the right place at the right time. And there are schools that have more, but, you know, we've got to do better there. We've got to make sure that we get these schools more access. Again, if you don't get it within the first four minutes, the the power of that thing drops drastically. And we, we say all the time, time is muscle. Yeah. And your heart's your biggest muscle. So when you don't get it in within the first four minutes, you begin to lose 10% possibility of survival at that point. When it comes to... You talked about the fact that you've been donating the AEDs in many cases to certain uh, entities and organizations that, that are in need. Are you doing that purely from Puckett EMS, or do you have some supporters in the community that have kind of partnered with you to help with that? Yeah, so Puckett started, and we saw that people were really interested, and we began to realize that I can't keep funding this. And so we opened it up, and we do have others. We've got Rotary Clubs that are then purchasing um, some for their activity buildings, we have the Kiwanis that do that. Uh, we have we started a nonprofit foundation called the Georgia EMS of, uh, Foundation, and it funds some of that as well. And then we've been working with others to try to put in, um, you know, example Cobb County's tax. You know, part of that seatbelt law, uh, if we can get at one percent donated back to a health program such as an AED, providing that in this public access, it would go a long way. It sounds like it doesn't really matter what whether it's a business or a school or wherever the organization, whatever it is, if there's a lot of people around, it makes sense to have one. Yeah, it does. And I'll tell you, today's kind of an interesting day. We're being recognized right now at the state capitol at this very minute. Oh, um, cool. And it's kind of cool how it turned out. So we have a gentleman who, who lived in Stone Mountain, who was 70, who went to Cloudland Canyon State Park, just North Georgia area. And um, we have a gentleman, Dennis Kelly, who uh, works for us, who got the law passed that said uh, every high school student now before graduating has to be trained on CPR and AED. So that was two years ago. And it was a phase in. 
Well, one of those students actually saved this gentleman's life on the hike. Wow. Hmm. Uh, cool. And uh, so it's kind of a full circle. So he was hiking with his family. His nephew had taken the course. He had a heart attack. His nephew jumped in, started giving CPR. Our crew was responded. Of course, it had to turn into a search and rescue because yes. of the trail. Yes. So then our off-road team had to go in, put him on a stretcher, and continue that CPR. He passed away twice, and then wow. got into an ambulance and passed away again. And then we got him to the hospital, and he's now out walking uh, today at the <laughs> state capitol. So wow. it, it's a great success story to someone who says, I can do something. It's not necessarily about Puckett. It's about people saying, I can do something to help my family in the time of need. Now, is there anything special that a, a business or other organization would need to do to be able to participate with you in this campaign where that they wanted to, as you mentioned, take advantage of the opportunity to gain access to one of those AEDs through your program where you can help them save cost on, on acquiring them? It's actually kind of difficult. They just have to call me. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. I figured I think, you'd have a lot of roadblocks. Yeah. Yeah. So there has been some roadblocks that businesses are worried about. One, liability. You uh-huh. know, does that make me liable if I teach this and yes. and provide it? And the rule is no. We have a good Samaritan law that allows us to be able to teach those and not be held liable for the outcome. Um, and so that protects the business. That protects the people who perform it. Um, and it has to have, if you're going to have an AED, uh, it has to have a medical director over it to oversee that. And so our medical director has now overseen everyone that we put in place. So that means that we certify it and we check it and make sure it's all good. So th- if a business is interested in having one, they just need to call and say, Jim, I need, just need to know details. We'll come out and we'll lay out the plan of where it needs to be so it has access to everybody. Um, and then we'll walk them through the training and we'll check it and make sure everything's good from then on. I was going to ask about how it affected my risk as a business. Not, I didn't anticipate it necessarily causing me increased risk, though I can see where someone might believe that that could potentially be so. I was actually guessing it would be the opposite, that if I had that kind of technology available and someone had an event in my place and I was able to make this kind of uh, device available to them and change their outcome, it would probably reduce my risk. But does it not? It, is it just neutral in terms of a, a risk proponent from cost and that kind of thing? That's a good question. I, I get the question a lot, and I think there's two answers. One is um, the risk to your people is greater if you don't do this. Uh, the benefit to your people is greater if you do do this. It's from a insurance liability. We all get graded on our safety and liability, uh, occupational safety. This adds Uh, value to your occupational safety plan. And so there are those insurance companies that say, we'll give you a discount, kind of like having a a security system on your home and your insurance gives you a discount. This is in that same bucket. Not every insurance company is going to follow that, but we have seen those that discount because it increases your safety and life plan. Mm -hmm. I I know that the Puckett EMS is very involved in the community. You want to talk about a, some of the programs? Because I know that there's a number of different things in addition to what you're doing here with Shockingly Simple that might be worth talking about. We've got a culture, thanks to Steve, um, that our folks love to serve. Matter of fact, our tagline has always been dedicated to serving others. This is mainly uh, employee-led. You know, We've got folks that serve on the American Heart Walk Association every year. Uh, we have partners in education where we go in and and we read uh, in the schools, and then we also do the career fairs and those kind of things. Uh, matter of fact, I get to do those. I do 27 a year right oh, wow. now, so that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, It's fun, but we do that as well. But I'm also 
have folks that are on the National uh, Autism Awareness Program. And so they do fundraisers every year. And then a lot of our instructors help teach first aid CPR for specific autisms that come about. And then we participate in the national program as well. From a active shooter standpoint for the schools and for you know facilities like KSU, and we, we do that training as well uh, to help teach people how to do that. We don't charge for that. Uh, we create help create plans for disaster response or mass assembly uh, catastrophes. Um, and then, of course, we serve on the DFAC system, the Boy Scouts of America, uh, the Girl Scouts, uh, FEMA. Matter of fact, today I leave here and go for some more training on uh, FEMA training. So we're, we're very involved. And I tell you, it's not because we think we need to be. Mm-hmm. It's because it's a perk of the business, if you will. We get to do these. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. I mean, I've as I've gotten to meet more and more of the business leaders from Cobb County, that seems that uh, they're interested in just beyond the, uh, the, the borders of their four walls of, the, of their business. It seems that they've all been so heavily invested in, into the Cobb County community. It sounds like you all are the same. We enjoy it. It's very fun. And it's fun to watch other businesses jump in with you. You know, we've provided standby ambulances for some of the cop chamber events and that kind of thing. And others will come up and go, well, what can I do to help? And, mm-hmm. you know, and it's fun to do that. And, you know, South Cobb here, just for this side of town, we always do the October hunt. Yeah, and it's a big uh, deal. It is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And we have thousands of people there and, and we provide the standby. And it it's not uncommon for me to get a phone call the week before and say, Jim, I don't know medical, but is there something I can do to help provide some services for that? And, and so we do. We end up partnering with some folks sometimes for whether it's water or some other things. And and uh, Cobb County is fantastic. And the chamber has done a great job in networking everybody together towards it's not a competitive nature. It's more of how do we move this ball together mm-hmm. to do a win-win for everybody. Um, and so it's fun to live and to work and to play here in, in the Cobb area. There's some website or social media contact information you want to throw out there? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you can visit us at uh, com, and, and our Facebook is the same. Um, and we try to engage that consistently so people know what we're doing and where we are. Um, on there, you have a way to contact me directly for any community-related events. And, um, you know, I'm I'm anxious to be able to connect with others and to the to help spread that that word. I'm really happy to have the opportunity to give a voice to some of these cool things that are going on to help our community and and help raise awareness about their availability. And if you are a business leader and you don't have an AED in your business, it might make sense to reach out to Jim and talk about that. It sounds like they can help you take care of that and make it available to both your employees as well as your patrons. Uh, in a in a really cool way, save you some money doing it. Yeah, we'd be uh, excited to do that. Anything else that we forgot to mention, Amy, that are coming up that folks need to know about? I would say just stay current with us on Facebook and LinkedIn and um, Instagram and Twitter. Also, um, CobbChamber.org is the best best source for upcoming application deadlines. And events. Now, did they get the uh, youth leadership uh, class all built out? Not, we were talking not about fully. that. That's right. Cobb Youth Leadership is still accepting applications till April 14th. Okay. I, mm-hmm. I knew we were getting close if right. we wouldn't pass the deadline. Mm-hmm. So make sure you've got your young one mm-hmm. uh, involved in that if uh, they're in that area and yep. have some availability. It sounds like it's a really cool pro- program. It's a very cool program. It's for rising high school juniors. 
And we try to, it's open to any uh, from homeschool, private school, Cobb County schools. We try to get a representative from at least every high school in Marietta City and Cobb County schools. And it's a wonderful learning and leadership opportunity for young high school students. Well, I'm I'm certainly thrilled to be a, a part of the Cobb County Chamber of Commerce and getting to meet all of these business leaders from around the area. I think that it's been really refreshing to just see, like I said, how in, how involved and invested in our business and 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 residential communities that these business leaders are. So it's really great to have you all here. I appreciate you making your way into town to uh, sit with us in the studio today. Thanks it's been fun. Having. Thank you. And everybody out there, if you've not done so already, in the upper left-hand corner of the show page, you'll see the iTunes logo there. That'll take you over to um, the uh, podcast where we live, and you can subscribe to us. That way, each week when the new episode comes out, it's downloaded straight to your device, and you can check it out when it's convenient for you. We hope you turn around and share this also. Put it out on LinkedIn and the other social media platforms that you utilize. You may just be sharing some information that really makes a difference in somebody's life, as we were talking about today, that could very well be true. Um, so make sure you do that. Tell folks about what we're doing here to raise awareness around Cobb County businesses and all the things that they're doing. And and uh, Amy, I look forward to having you back. Another month's gone by, man. I know. Here we are coming up on May. I know. Before you know it, it's going to be May. I know. Um, April this weekend. My mm-hmm. goodness, it's it's hard to believe. Well, I appreciate you all joining me today, and we'll look forward to catching up with everybody out there next week. We'll see you then.